0: There's a story told of a rabbi that was in a, uh, one of these um, spa towns, one of these towns where you go to, to rest up. And he, there was a professor there, and he was very close to, to this rebbe or rub that was there. And they would have a lot of interesting conversations. While he was there, there was an eclipse. And everyone ran outside to see how middle of the day it gets, uh, gets dark and how you could see the sun, etc. This rabbi stayed indoors and he sat and learned. So afterwards, all over, the professor comes over to me and he's like, I, I don't get it. The whole time I see you sitting and learning. You could learn your whole life. A solar eclipse like this doesn't happen very often. Why don't you go outside, just stop for a few minutes to, to go outside and be able to see this wonder of nature. So I told him, you're right, I learned a whole, my, a whole life, but how many opportunities do I have to learn during a solar eclipse? <laughs> that only comes once in a lifetime. What is a solar eclipse or a lunar eclipse for that price? Solar eclipse is when the Earth and the Moon line up. There, the Moon lines up directly in the path of the Sun to the Earth. A lunar eclipse is when the Earth is black. Is lining up that the Sun that the Earth lines up directly between the Sun and the Moon, and you can't see the Moon which takes it that a, lunar, a solar eclipse could only happen on Erev Rish Kedush, right before the new month. When the sun, when we don't, the sun is not on an, any angle to the moon, and it could be directly blocking. On the other hand, a lunar eclipse could only happen on the 15th of every month. That's Because it has to be a complete blockage. And it's really a wonder of nature. People are, fly, are traveling. There's going to be one this week, and people are traveling from all over to try to go in its path to be able to see this total eclipse. Well, they're going to see here in New York. No, I'm thinking, is New York going to be also dark? We're, yeah, it's going to be darker. It's going to be like 70% the so 75%? Out. Over there, it's supposed to be darker? It's going to get totally pitch dark, dark, like dark at night. At night. Yeah. All you will see is a ring of fire in the sky. Right. Um, over here, you'll be able to, it'll always be light, but it'll be like 6 o'clock in the afternoon, 7 o'clock in the afternoon, a half an hour before Skiya, right so in the middle of the I day. Want, I still so wanted to go travel down to Florida. Not Florida, Georgia, South Carolina. Florida's oh, not going to see it. Oh, why no, no. That's a big deal. Anyways, so, um, what is this? It's such an amazing time. So, how do we commemorate it? the Theodore speaks about everything. How do we commemorate it? Is there a special bracha? it always asked? is there a special bracha to make? So the Rebbe addressed this. And the Rebbe says there is no bracha. And there's two reasons for this. Reason number one is because we don't make up new brachas that Chazal didn't tell us about. And since we don't find anywhere in Chazal and the Gemara that there's a bracha for this, we're not going to make a new bracha. Terror doesn't get renewed just because people feel like it. The other reason is because it's something bad that's going to come. There are bad things that happen and you're supposed to make a bracha on them. For example, if someone loses a, a, a loved one, there's a bracha to make on it. But you only do it after the fact. We don't make a bracha for something that's going to happen. And since this symbol is that, the, that something bad is going to happen, we don't really make a bracha. So, we have to understand what what does it mean that something bad is going to happen. So on this, there's a, a Gemara. The Gemara in speaks about eclipses. And the Gemara says as follows. When the sun is eclipsed, when the sun is weak, it's a bad omen for the entire world. What, is that? what does that mean? It's, uh, there's an example for it. There's a king that has all the sir, uh, friends sitting together. They're sitting, it's at night, so there's a lantern shi- shining in the, de- in the room. And they... So he, he doesn't like how the conversation is going. So he tells one of his servants, please go and take away this lantern and let them sit in the dark. When the, sky, when the moon or any other luminary, the stars are, um, have an eclipse or get weak, it's a bad omen for the Yidin. Since Yidin are compared to the sun, to the moon, and the, and the Geyim are compared to the sun. Um, so it's a, bad, it's a bad omen for them. And the Gemara says, why? Because we are constantly getting battered. What does that mean? There's a teacher that comes into school. And what? The teacher that walks into school with his belt off, ready to hit someone. Who's going to get worried? The kid that always gets hit on. So it's over here. Bad things are happening in the world. There's a bad omen in the world. Who's going to be hit on it? Probably the Jews. Um, now this idea the Gemara continues saying that the reason why it's bad for the Yidin is because Yidin counts the moon it's not just that we count the moon the fact that we count the moon shows on something we're very compared to the moon and just like when Mashiach comes it says that, we're, that, that the moon is going to be, come back to this, uh, its former glory he's saying Kiddush so to the Yidin are going to come back to their glory and as Rebbe points out, just like the moon, when it's covered over, when you can't see the moon, it's not that, not just by eclipse in general, by a moon at the beginning of the month, you can't see it. It's not because the moon is not there, or anything actually happened to the moon. It's just that it's concealed, you can't see it. So to a Jew, the essence of a Jew is never concealed, is always there. Sometimes it's not revealed. Anyway, then the Gemara continues on speaks about other other, other aspects of, of how the sun is, um, what they mean, or the moon. And then it says that, um, it says that, then in the time that the Yidin do the will of Hashem, you don't have to be worried. There's a passage that speaks about it. There's a passage that says, So as Hashem said, to so the ways of, a, of, the, of the Goyim, to the Gentiles, don't learn from them. And to the wonders, the signs from in heaven, don't be scared. So Gemara says, Goyim should be scared, he don't have to be worried. Then they bring down the Tesefta. And that is fourth the reasons why the sun gets uh, eclipsed. One is on a Abbasin, the head of the Jewish people, the head of the Basin that passed away and no one eulogized him correctly. On a betrothed woman, a woman that's engaged, that someone came on to her and she screamed and there was no one there to help her. No one listened to her screams. On something unfortunate that's very, very common today. On a mishkav on homosexuality, and two brothers that their that their bloods that they were killed together. And there's four reasons why a the sun, the moon or other things get eclipse get weak on people that write fake falsified documents on people that that um, witness they say they say witness um, falsely. People that grow thin behemoths in Eretz which destroy the crop. You're not allowed to have that in Eretz Yisrael because they destroy cl- crops and now they're constantly grazing and eating. And on those you're that... Not allowed, you're not allowed to have graze, graze animals? No, you're not allowed to have a behemoth dock. It's called a thin animal. You have to have... I don't I so, understand. All right. And i We how it goes. One second. Enough, it's no. be, so we'll get to that in a second. And people that cut down fruitful trees that are still in their prime. We'll get to it, 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 it in a second. Are All right. you talking about not kosher animals? No, no, it's animals that, it's a certain types of animals that can destroy, destroy. we have actually, it's full in this. Well, like rabbits or something like that. No, I mean, it's, we're even, we're it's, even, it's even in um, cows. It's certain types of cows you're not supposed to have an earth to throw. Sugumara. It's, it's it's brought down in Allah in many places. Alright. It's not what the, the top of the is today, so we're gonna we're not gonna explain that one. Um, as was just very well pointed out, what does it mean? That these are the four reasons. I mean we know exactly when it's going to be. They've been telling this for uh, uh, this to us for months. It's been in the papers of when the next eclipse is going to be. And not only that, if you go online, you can find out when the one after that is and the one after that is going to be. And when the last, uh, uh, throughout history, when they happened. So what does it mean that it comes for specific reasons? This question was asked. was told to the Rebbe. And a person told the Rebbe this, he never speaks about know, it in that someone told him that because of this question, he doesn't believe in Judaism and he's not keeping it described. Because if Chazal or everyone could get it so wrong, something natural comes and, and this thing, um, and you come up with this crazy idea that it's coming for whatever reason, it does it. it must be that Chazal got it all wrong and I'm not going to do anything. He never says, okay... The person who asked this question didn't want to keep you this guy. He had a typer not to keep you this guy. He wanted, he has a very big nevish of Bahamas. He found an excuse. We'll explain the excuse and it's not going to help anything because it's just an excuse. Never says actually this is not even a question that if you just think into it or drop, and many people have thought into it, um, you'll come to a realization that it's not even a real question. I have a question. We have the questions we haven't thought into it. Once we figure out what it means, what that line means... Yeah, I'd like to to know. (laughs) That's what the class is going to be about. Okay, so... If you check it up, this idea of the times when eclipses are going to be and how the sun and moon and the earth... Sun and moon rotate with with the earth, you will be able to see clearly that... It's it's something that was known for thousands of years. And the Chachmi Yisrael, the Tannaim, and the Murayim had to have known about this. They knew about it. First of all, they were in constant debates with non with the non Jewish philosophers. And the philosophers, even though in the, at a time we know that there was a time that the philosophers knew about it, there's early scriptures that the, uh, that the philosophers knew about it in the times of the Tanaim. And even earlier it said that they knew about it, but they didn't let anybody else know. Uh, they wanted to keep it as a, as a scare tactic, so they didn't tell people. This was even earlier. But the Chachamim were in constant contact with them. Where were most of these philosophers? They were mostly in, in, at the time, they were in the areas around Egypt. And the Jewish community in Egypt, Alexandria, was a massive community. And they would constantly be coming to Israel. They would come to Israel all the and And besides the fact that the Chachamim had contact, all their debates, a lot of their debates, which we do not have in Gemara, are brought down in books. Non-Jewish books about the debates that they had. They were always in contact with talking, and if they would come up with something so foreign, they would have been told about it. And even if not, at least the people of Alexandria that were living with these people, and they knew when it was going to be, would have told the Chachamim. More importantly, that this is something that everybody had, that the Chachamim had to know because Kesha Chayidish. I mean, when the Chayidish is going to be seen, they knew exactly where the sun was going to be seen and where the moon was going to be. They learned this topic with the topic that the Yiddin were fluent in. So you can't say that the Tanayim and the Marayim, the, 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 when they're talking about this idea that it's common because of these four aspects, it has to be that they had no clue of the reality of it. That it was a natural thing. They knew it was a natural aspect. That it was something that happened, and yes, they came up with this line. So we have to understand what this what this what this saying means. What does it mean that this four Bad things that happen, four reasons that the bad things happen, and how does this work with the time? Now there are many, there are those that answer simply. They say that the reason is, um, that the reason is because, um, it, no, there's no proof that you're gonna actually see the eclipse. It could be, uh, a, a, it could be a, a, Um, it could be a cloudy day and you're not going to see it. The fact that you see it, that's what is is the... Bring it. The Rabbit brings many problems against it. First of all... It gets dark. It's cloudy is cloudier. Yeah, but if you don't see the actual eclipse. But the Rabbit says, first of all, there are places in the roads, for example, Egypt, that there are no clouds. And you can't say that because the Yiddin were doing something good, they were keeping good, therefore, you have to say that... um, you, therefore Hashem would make a miracle that there would be clouds in Egypt doesn't make sense and most importantly the, the and most importantly there's um, the, we're talking about the reason that the Yidin have to be scared about, the, about, about a, a lunar eclipse is because Yidin count to the, to the moon and the moon is having an, an eclipse this has to do with the moon it has nothing to do with us seeing it the, the fact that the moon and the sun are having their eclipse, that's the problem. Not anything to do with us. Are uh, we counsel to say to during the eclipse? Yes, so um, it's brought down in many places, like say, say for Siddum and in many other places. Um, and in Shulchan Aruch I think also that it says that the reason that we're, that it, we're told about this, this this sign is because we're supposed to sit and say to uh, and do Tshubba. Um... Or in the Rebbe's ra- r- words, this is with the Kavana, that you should do tshuva. I'm, I'm, I'm more worried about uh, things about the violence in the world, you know. And yeah, the, so I the heard rebellion, about the rebellions against. I, Trump, I, I, you know, I heard. I heard. It's a crazy time, yeah, you know. The, uh, um, I the heard blacks and the whites and everybody hates us, you know. Um. So so I, I, I heard them saying that there was a lot of violence, systematic violence last week. And they say that a Jew walked over to one of these people and said, You know, we're going to get together and next Monday we're going to block the sun just to prove to you that the Jews run the world. Um, <laughs> so. Alright. You never read a book called A Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court, did you? No. No. <laughs> Alright. So let's go. We find that there's many aspects in Yiddishkeit that we look at times. There's a whole Gemara that speaks about if a person is born on Sunday, he's going to be through good for this. If he's going to be born on Monday, um, if he's going to be born on Friday, when then there's the celestial of Maidim, of, of I think, Mars. Shine, so he's going to be a person that's going to be murderous type of person. We don't we don't make kiddush. Um, He could also be a male. That's what's brought down in the gemara. Um, He it says that we um, that we don't make kiddush between six and seven, Um, or nowadays would be in my opinion seven to eight on Friday because it's red wine versus the Mars is shining. We have that um, there's, even in the days of the week, it's not good to start things bet- on Monday or Wednesday. You don't start projects on Monday or Wednesday. Uh, women aren't supposed to get married until the second half of the, so- of, the, of the month. All these aspects, we find that there is natural causes, and we say these are bad omens for people, or they mean something of, of a person. On the flip side, it says, even let's go slower, night and day. It says the reason that the world was created, uh, um, night was created to learn. And a person who learns at night, most of your knowledge you're going to gain at night. What does that mean? It doesn't mean that a person shouldn't learn by day. It just means that a person who learns by day has to have a little bit extra uh, um, push to be able to, to understand what he's doing. There's times that, that, that a person who, for a person who, at certain times, is not good to give a psak din, right? Not good, good times. You're not supposed to get uh, um. Passing. It doesn't mean that you're not supposed to learn. It just means that this time is not a good time for for this, or it's a special time that's going to affect. But you could always get through it. Same thing we'd say over here. This is not telling us that the reason it comes is because of these four aspects. But rather, this is a special time that punishment for these four, four things happen. And therefore, when a eclipse or such a thing happens, a, something happens to the sun or the moon, you're supposed to be very extra careful on these four ideas because they're time that is special, that Hashem punishes for these, for these specific things. And that's why the Gemara said that when you do Hashem's will, you don't have to worry. Because if you're doing Hashem's will, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't affect you in any way. Personally, or, or, or as a collective? I don't know. I'm hoping it's a personal because, fact. Because, because, you know, that's, that's hard to, to know. But. Um. And that's also what you find, that the Rambam says that sc- certain people, there's no such a thing as a p- child that is born um, wi- 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 as a more elite child, a better, a better person or a worse person. Because then you're going to say that there's no such a thing as Bechir, there's no choice. The idea is people have better traits when they're born. And therefore, if you choose to be better, it's easier for you. But you don't have to choose that. On the flip side, people are born with, harder, with worse traits. With bad traits. And those people, if they want to be good, they could be good. But it's much, much harder for them. Um, on the flip side, since we know that Hashem gives everybody the keiches that they need, the strength that they need, a person that is born with worse traits, with bad traits, is giving them more potential to be actual, to become better. He has that po- He has more power to him. And that we actually find now, we're at the end of Chodesh Av. Chodesh Av versus Chodesh Adr, the month of Av versus the month of Adr, we find that it is a time that, um, in Adr is a good time to have a judgment, in Adur, in, in Of oh, is a bad time. And there's a lot of bad things that happened on specific days of the month, as we spoke a few months, a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, about how Tishabov had many bad things that happened, Tshabhav had many, Tisha B'Av had many good things that happened on it. It's not that that day means that you're, that if you go to, to court in, in Of, you're most definitely going to lose. It just means that it's a lot harder to win because it's, it's set up against you. And it doesn't mean that every single person who goes to court and others is going to win. You still have to work on the case. And so this is also... So the same idea over here. But we said that since it's a natural thing, and we have choice, and since it's a real choice, and this is a specific time that Hashem is punishing for these four things, so why did we say that Jews don't have to be scared, but non-Jews should be scared? If Jews are doing good, good, Hashem's will, they don't have to be scared, but non-Jews should be scared. Why? They also have choice. It's all in the same realm. So the Rabbi explains that... The Rabbi explains that... Um, Jews, when they tap into God, when they tap into Hashem, when they're doing Hashem's will, they, they, they remove themselves from natu- from natural paths. You're on a higher level. On the other hand, the non-Jew, they're always within nature. They live within nature, and therefore, yes, they could grow. A, 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 they could get above this. They have the choice, but they should be scared. They should be worried about it because. It's going to come hard because since Hashem is punishing us for that time, and as we said before, like for example, with the with with the Friday things, a person is born on Friday. You are. It's not just that Hashem is punishing; the world is more more um, focused on these four things, and people will come to do those come against these four aspects. And therefore, when a when Hashem when when the goyim I see an eclipse and they're scared that it's a bad omen, yes. They have a choice, but everything, nature is going to push them to do these four things and they have to try to stand strong against it. On the other hand, Jews, as we said, we could, if you're connected to Hashem because you're doing Hashem's will, you don't have to be worried about them. Because you could you could break through all these boundaries. And that's why we find that Sadikim aren't worried about any of these aspects. For the same aspect of the thing, it says that all these bad days to start things for, uh, start things are not, it says that one, the best day to start something is for Rish So it's brought down the Sefer right that if someone, that if someone wants to teach their children, don't wait for Reish Chedish to start. It might be a good day. And Mondays and Wednesdays are bad days. Don't wait for that day. Why? Because you don't know where you're, where you're gonna be in Rashid this. You don't know if you're gonna live, you don't know anything. When it comes for a mitzvah, when it comes to something to connect to something higher, we don't care. We start on Monday, we start on Wednesday, we don't worry about any of these bad days or good days. We just move forward, because over here we're tapping into something that's not bound by nature and it's not gonna bother us. We also find this by, by Rabbi Hanina ben Jacob. There's a very interesting story brought down in the Gemara that there was a city that was struck by a type of a serpent. It's an arid. It's a mixed breed. And it would go, it was venomous, And it, would, it had its hole that it would, it would be in. And it would go around and it would bite people and they would instantly die. They didn't know what to do. And Rechamnina ben daisa lived in the city. Rechamnina ben daisa said, just show me where this, where this, um, where, where the hole is, where he sleeps. So ben daisa you'd come out at night. It was in the middle of the day. went, took off his shoes, took off his socks, and he put his heel right by, right by, uh, uh, blocking this hole where it would come out. The sir, the, this this um, snake sees that it's dark. He's wondering what's happening. Is it night now? It doesn't make sense. So he comes and starts climbing up, and he sees something's blocking it. He knows it's power. He goes and bites it. What? Oh, he he went, went and bit Reb Chanina Ben Deisa's heel, his foot. He bites his foot and he died. And they they said, "It's woe unto the uh, 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 the people that were standing around." Said, "It's really sad on the city that is struck by 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 this snake." But so we're sorry for the snake so that 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 the, met that the met Ben Deisa. Chanina Ben Deisa, woe to the city. That is, woe to the people. Sorry for the woe. city that no, no, meets woe, a snake. Woe, woe, woe to the man who is bitten by this snake, and woe to that snake who, is, who bites Chanina ben That So, you have this idea that Tammid, that Tzaddikim, that were on a higher nature, didn't really deal with the natural of the world, something, nature of the world. We're holding on a much higher realm than it. Nebuchadnezzar finishes off that this, through answering this question you can realize that there's a lot of other questionable, they all have answers. Um, and, we could, and there's no need to be worried just to find the answers. So this idea of the sun and the moon we spoke about two weeks ago in the year, that right after um, the 15th of Av the moon starts getting weaker and we actually see it we actually see it um, today. The, um, tomorrow we're going to see it. That's, the sun gets really dark. And by the way, that's the re- that, that, that brings. So it's really connected. Right after our class two weeks ago, we're having this one. But um, so you see that when the when that Rob said that that by the, a solar eclipse only comes once in a lifetime, and I'm going to sit and learn tera He was actually speaking about this idea. The reason what we're supposed to do over here is try to connect to something much higher. Now, in general, the sun and the moon are, besides, are compared to the Yiddin and the, Na- the Gaim, are, to, to, to are also compared to Mashiach and Galas. Are also compared to Mashiach and Galas. The and the sun that's constantly shining, wherever it is, it's just shining away, it's the idea of when Mashiach comes. Mashiach, when Mashiach comes, the light of God is going to be shining anywhere that's possible. On the other hand, the moon fluctuates. And this idea of God. and God we have better times, we have worse times. Um, we have better times and worse times. And that's the... Uh, um, and... But... There's a time, periods, that the sun and the moon uh, um, even out. The sun and the moon even out, um, for example, on a, on a leap year. This year's not a leap year, but on the other hand, this year is the end of a cycle. Truth is, a leap year, the sun and the moon don't really even out. They even out every, every 19 years. This year is year number one. So in the beginning of this year, we actually had this idea that the sun and the moon evened out. And the uh, significance... What do you, you, you mean by... That the sun, the lunar year, is missing 11 days. The solar year is missing. Uh, we go by, the year it runs by a solar year. And if, and every three, two, three years, we reach 28 days, 32 days that we're missing, so we add an extra month. Right. Every 19 years, we even out. Oh, that okay. there's no extra days. And we start a new, a new year. Touch in Ayan Zion, 5777 7, 7 was the beginning of a new year. It started in, um, so, we, we're now starting a brand new, a brand new year because it's evened out. And that's the idea that when Shia comes, we said that the Yidin and the, the, as well the, the moon, the moon is going to be just like the sun. It's going to become just like the sun. Because at a certain point, the galus it's all there to show us that the, yes, the moon, was it, it? It's fluctuating. It gets bigger and and, and, and um, brighter and and weaker, but in essence, the moon. Is, but eventually, eventually, the moon is going to become uh, um, uh, just like the sun. I lost my chance. of thought. I'm sorry. I'll move on. Um. So, um, going, so in essence, we realize that, sorry, this is, we find in the moon itself, that every single month when it gets lower, really, in, the truth is that it's always there working towards it gets complete at the half month. And this year, we're going to actually, This the Rebbe says that now we're actually going to have something very special, that by the eclipse, tomorrow, you're going to be able to see the entire moon on a day that usually we don't see any of the moon. Because it shines, it shows on the idea that the moon is always constantly complete. And we'll be able to see it tomorrow where it's totally eclipsed. We'll be able to see the entire moon. As you said, there's going to be a ring around it to show, hopefully, very, very soon, the moon will be complete. And shining in its completeness with the coming of Mashiach may it be today, before the eclipse.